Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up this No, 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 no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestle Mania alongside for the ride is a man that, well, spoiler alert, is Tony Khan's big announcement tonight, JC. You would all be so lucky if I walked through that curtain to beat Isaiah Cassidy and eventually become the new AEW champion. But you won't be that lucky because I will not sign now. For now. I am not a free agent. I am signed. So, not happening, Tony. <laughs> So there's a lot going on. We got to get right into it. We're a day late, dollar short. Now let's start right in the shine. I don't necessarily know why. Maybe it's maybe it's up in the front of my, my cerebral cortex because I saw it last night. But I thought NXT deserves to be in the shine right out yeah. of the gate. Right so it's the, the best wrestling show on TV. It's not close. And I, I'm glad you did this because if you didn't do this, I was going to do this. Because right. obviously we record Tuesday mornings. So a lot of times we preview the show. But uh, today, being it a Wednesday, I get home from work and, you know, we get it can be a long day sometimes, especially on game days for me. I get home and there is, I watch a lot of the wrestling when I get home from work. And a lot of the times with Raw and SmackDown, it feels like a chore. AEW can sometimes be refreshing, but the one show when I get home and I, I did not fast forward one second of NXT last night. That show is an absolute joy. It has the best character work in wrestling and it has awesome wrestling to go with it. And everyone is just new and fresh. Like, there's just so much good stuff that goes on there. I mean, you look at someone that I thought one of the big impressors last night was Tiffany Stratton. She's so new to the, like, the wrestling scene and everything. I thought she looked great in her match. I mean, you already know I love Wendy Chu, so I'm loving that. Mandy defending in the main event. you got freaking two awesome tag matches with some of the best tag teams going. So it's just like across the board, this show is so good. You have a freaking fun thing going on with the NXT title with Ziggler showing up. Like literally, like this show has so much. And for all you idiots that aren't even giving it a chance, it's your loss, man, because it's the best wrestling show right now. I couldn't believe, like, I, I was I was so, so first off, uh, spoiler alert, I was going to give Mandy my comeback to make you shit your pants. Ooh! But I think I can't wait this long. I mean, always in the shine. Right. She should start this So I, I, I sat there and I was like, she's, she's definitely, but I give a, a lot of shit, obviously, with the running knee and the jokes and stuff. And you can you can say Kaylee Ray dragged that match out of her. I would not. She didn't. You can. You don't Mandy have to. said a couple like that. You don't have to twist my rubber arm when it comes to that stuff. But I will say, uh, calling myself on the carpet, that was her best match I've ever, and I mean ever, seen Mandy Rose thing. And I and I appreciated the beginning of NXT when it was like, I know I'm a pretty face. I know I've got the best body, but I also back it up on the ring, and I went. All right, like I, I believe that statement. I believe that she's a, a wrestler now. I, I understand that. So when I watched the match, I was like, Kaylee Ray's never been my cup of tea, like, but she's been fantastic. She's never been somebody that I've been cheering for because she's been a heel for the most part. But I thought that was a great matchup. But I, it didn't dawn on me until I, had, you know, thought about it. Oh, Eo's coming out to save her, and I went, oh, okay, that that's more realistic because the Dusty Cup is, you know, the generic throw together tag team things. So. 
I'm curious how you feel about overall. For me, like, I picked out the Carmelo Hayes because obviously I'm a Carmelo Hayes guy. I love that that barbershop bit. I thought that was wonderful. That was good, yeah. I love the the juxtaposition with Cameron Grimes doing his thing, talking about his journey. Obviously, he's just setting up to, you know, get up to the main roster, I would hope, because it is. But the one thing I did want to really stress upon is I know I made a joke last night on Twitter that, you know, welcome to NXT. Everybody's fucking, right? But I mean, it's true. It's so, it is like, it is incestuous to a point of which. Well, 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 they're not freaking related. No, no, but it's just like, you know, it's just like every, it's like, like you said, like it's, you know, everybody's in an inner pool of of each other. But I like, even here's the thing. Like, I I love the Vink. I wish he kept his name. Duke doesn't do anything for me, but the Vink does. But when he, he, when he thanked Indy Hartwell, I went, what a fucking smooth move that was. It was a throwaway line. But it was all you remember, and then it spawned into another line, and then into another line, and they showed a picture. And I'm like, this is the stuff that is missing in AEW most likely all the time. WWE, SmackDown, and Raw 50% of the time. And I went, this is a, what, a D storyline? Yeah, well, that, that's my big thing with, with NXT. It's just everything's so well thought out and fun. But I need to go back to the Mandy stuff because this is something I was thinking about when watching this. I'm like... You know, I've always thought Mandy was capable of this stuff, but it's one of those things you look back and you think it's like, when has she ever really been given a chance to actually wrestle for more than like a two minute match? And we like, cause we look at this all the time. We talk about WWE as these incredible women, but we look at the main roster. There's like the chosen few at the top, like the fab five, the fab six, whatever it is that have long matches. Besides that, it doesn't happen. Like we made a joke of the whole queen of the ring tournament, but that's been a lot of these women's careers. So Mandy's going down NXT now and people are worried about her having longer matches. For me, I was excited because I'm like, I want to see this. This is what I've been waiting for. And I mean, she delivers. Obviously I'm a huge fan of Kaylee Ray. I think that in terms of in the rain, I think she's so freaking good. Um, there's definitely things that can hold her back given her size. And sometimes the access don't always translate with people, but like, I think she's someone that is just so good that I hope has a job for a long time because I think she can make a lot of people better. Um, but I just, when I look at this, I'm like, man, we talked about NXT probably a year or two ago, how stacked their women's division is so much of that division is gone and we have all these new people. And I still think it's the best women's division in, in wrestling because you look at that card last night, they had three featured women's matches. They were all good. I was excited for all of them. Next week, they have another. They actually defend the women's tag titles in NXT, and they, they're preparing for the women's Dusty Cup. And hey, you know what? As much as we like pick on like throwing together tag teams, there's all these storylines as they're putting together tag teams that make sense. They're not just putting them on a graphic. It's like the freaking Raquel and Cora thing was built up for months. They This eel thing has been teased with Zoe. I knew I'd, right when they were doing it, I'm like, she's definitely picking Kaylee Ray, and that's going to be a fucking blast, those two together, because they're both nuts. So it's just across the board, it's all the little details. And like on the indie thing you were saying, that picture that they left with, Mwah, chef kiss. There's so many fucking moving parts in the show. Everything makes sense. It's just a blast. You're letting these like young people that we're not familiar with go out there and just try some stuff. They're not afraid to fail. And it's just like, that's what makes it so good. I mean, they literally have someone who comes out with a pillow and a fucking sleeping bag and her gimmick is to sleep. And it is one of the most over things they have going because they just, the show is fun, man. Isn't wrestling supposed to be fun? That's why I love the show. It's the most fun I have watching wrestling. Can I make a can I make a juxtaposition here, right? Like a like a comparison. You called sure. Kushida the human sleeping bag. Yes. 
and then there is an actual person that could have a sleeping bag. But here's the difference. There, she's Wendy over. Wendy Chu is not boring. She's not boring, right? But she's not. She's the opposite. It's I, It blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind when I think about that because Kushida, in in theory, is amazing. Yet somehow yeah, on my DWE wrestler. program, it's like, I can't do it. But no, uh, very last thing I want to say about NXT, and I think this is something that really speaks to it. And again, we didn't cover every topic, and for that, you go over to jobberknocker.com and you see our boy Dami Feds pumping out mm-hmm. the stuff. So he does a great job covering NXT as well as Impact and anything else in between. Ha- uh, however, I will say this much. Ziggler coming down there, that was cool. I thought that was really yeah. cool. Like, and uh, people can say AJ Styles moved the evil or whatever you want to say for the, for the Grayson Waller thing. But here's the thing. I think Dolph Ziggler has done everything he can up on the main roster. He won't get decreased here down on NXT. I think him lending his credibility, his intellect, his timing to a lot of these people, and most importantly, the selling, which a lot of these people need to learn, as I, I tweeted out last night, they don't know how to sell. And of course, they're going to learn from the best ever Shawn Michaels to learn how to sell. But Dolph Ziggler in real time, I don't think you can, I mean, we can have a debate about it, but Dolph Ziggler in terms of selling, I mean, he's he's on there. Like in your head, you, you don't have to think. You just think seller, you think Dolph Ziggler. I think him and Ricochet. They're, those are my right. two. Right, and I, yeah. but that because it's the Boeing flip kind of, thing you know and yeah. and i understand that but man I, I we never get a chance to talk about nxt all the time because it's it's kind of late in the game or too early in the game but i just wanted to put that front and center because i felt like it was well deserved last night and i don't know if we i don't know if i t- said this ahead of time before recording but next week is vengeance day we should probably yes i don't know if you've had we can time hit that at the end we can hit that at the end if you want okay. or we can do it now it's up to you it's up to you i think we talked a lot about nxt we should probably get in the rest part of the program we usually do this the uh predictions of the end anyway yeah we'll do the preview at the end okay great let's move on to the other part of wwe and AEW. if you'd like uh there's a lot going on here uh, i i want to just say we don't have to talk about the quiz bowl i thought the quiz bowl was great a lot of people hated it, was, it, was, it. it was, no 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 that's that was the my favorite non-nxt thing of the week in terms of wwe that, that was the best the best there was i mean chad gable right now is on a different level shoosh shoosh He's on a different – everything he's doing, he's working. Like, the heat that he's getting is so good. And, like, the pairing – like, we talked about this RK Bro. Like, the range that all these guys can do together is so good. I thought this was an absolute blast. I love the way it played out. I love the way they did it. I had no problem. I was shocked that they did every category. I'm like, there's no way they're going to do every category. Something's going to break down. But they did. And I'm looking back at Ron SmackDown this week. To me, it's not even close. This was by far the most compelling thing they put on TV for me this week. This feud has been a blast. Everything they've done in terms of booking this feud with flipping the titles out of those guys, it's made a lot of sense. Even if RK Bro gets them back at some point, like it doesn't bother me. This has just been such a fun ride. And as a Chad Gable fan, it is amazing. It's, I just love seeing him succeed. I think the thing that I have a problem with more than anything is not not against anything I saw because I, I I want an I want an Alpha Academy sweater like right now. As a matter of fact, I want an A for you and a J for you. You know what I mean? Like A for me, J for you. It'd be great, <laughs> or maybe a J knocker, but that's fine. Anyway, everybody was shitting on it on Twitter, and I was like, what what what? Are you we... follow too many fucking virgins. No, I, no, I listen. I I am a follow back kind of guy, and I, <laughs> I I don't mute people because I here's the thing. I like conversation, whether or not I've learned something or whether or not I need to tell somebody something. That's what I do. And that's my own war of attrition on my own end. You are smart enough to mute people. However, the fact remains. I ignore him. Well, yeah, I don't ignore anything. But the fact remains. (laughs) When you get to the Alpha Academy Quiz Bowl thing, the thing that made me laugh more than anything else, JC, was that the academic bowl, people are like, this is stupid. This is typical WWE. 
And I went to myself and I thought really hard about their thought of and logic. It's like, okay, if you want to watch AEW, that's where you get your wrestling. Or NXT, that's where you get whatever. That's where you get your wrestling wrestling, right? You know what you get with the WWE. You're getting the ha-ha, you're getting the gaga, you're getting the old the fluff. You know what I mean? That's what I look at. But here's the other thing that frightens me too. People are like, Chad Gable's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Riddle's a WWE title contender. Randy Orton's 14, da-da. and then there's Otis, da-da, whatever. All I could think about was, hey, dumbasses, right? If you sit there and you think about this very, very hard, we already know that Chad Gable is a great wrestler. And ding, ding, ding. I would already I would already go out on a limb here and say this very much to anybody's face. You know what scares me? Is if Chad Gable goes back to just wrestling. Because you know what he does? He becomes just another person. This is his opportunity to ride that bolt of lightning as far as he possibly can, JC. Because honestly, that's how you get to the upper. That's how you get to the ding, top. Ding, ding. You gotta have this extra. And honestly, we know Otis has it. We know Riddle has it. And Randy has just found his groove in the last two, three years in terms of just accepting everything and doing a great job with it. So I look at this like, I don't want to wrestle. I don't want to see anybody wrestle in this particular case because the longer it goes, the better it is for everybody involved. So don't don't say that it's the stupid, corny WWE stuff because you need to think about it as this is giving somebody a chance to flex a muscle they don't fucking have. That's it. Well, here, here's a big thing for me. It's like a lot of those people on Twitter, first of all, probably aren't even watching the product. They see the clips and they just, it's the, it's the people who just want to be bad online. It's a Twitter, it's a Twitter bubble. It's, there's a lot of those idiots, but I'll say this because I think I, like, it just, you really like you, you hit everything on the head there with, in terms of like, to get to that next level, Daniel Bryan, we consider one of the best wrestlers, but you know why he made it to the top of WWE? Not because he was a good wrestler because he had the character work to go with it. Like, Here's the thing. The majority people in WWE, especially in like the men's singles division, they're all great wrestlers. They're all great wrestlers. But you know why they're on top? Because they're also great characters. You need both. You need both in WWE. And even hell, look at AEW. The most interesting people there. Uh, MJF, would you say he's more character in wrestling? The guy can fucking go in the ring, but he's more character. And you know what? He's been near the top of their card the entire time he's been there. Like, it's it's just true in wrestling across the board. You can't just be a good wrestler. If you are, then yeah, it's sticky in the mid card. You can have some good matches. They can stick you as the head of a quote-unquote diamond mind, and you can, you know, be a good wrestler. But it's like, you need more than that. You need more than that if you want to get to the next level. And there's certain guys that can do it, and there's certain guys that when they get their opportunity, you have to seize it. And Chad Gable, I thought in the past has shown, like we talk about the towel in NXT, like there's been little things, but they've never really committed to it. I enjoyed the Shorty G stuff. A lot of people just didn't give it a chance. And when you don't give things a chance, guess what WWE does? They eventually pull the plug. But this guy has range. He's always had range. And I love the fact that he can just do it. And having him as the opposite to Riddle is fucking perfect. The Denver joke, and they were in Denver, Colorado, or whatever for this. So the freaking weed jokes were hitting on all levels. Like, this was just, this is an incredible segment. And if you don't enjoy it, well, then maybe you're not just a wrestling fan. Maybe you should just go watch collegiate wrestling where there's no characters and watch actual wrestling. Because I'm, I'm beginning to think you're not a wrestling fan if you thought this was bad. Fair enough. I don't know where to go with anything else. I mean, there's a plenty to talk about. I just was curious how you got. What was your go... match of the week? <sighs> well, it's definitely on Raw. I can tell you that much. Well, seriously, thing. I, I, let me back up a second. It's too late to talk about MJF and Punk, we think. So I, I would just put that out there that I think that match is incredible. So if it was earlier. That's my match of the year right now, and it's a TV match. That yeah. says a lot. I, and I don't want to downplay it. I think that was the best match I've seen Punk do in the last, you know, 14 years. But 
specifically, I'm I'm glad MJF won. I'm I'm glad they had the Wardlow thing. Like that's as far as we can talk about it because tonight is is you know Wednesday, and um, you know if you're listening on on the, today, it's Wednesday. Uh, but Wednesday is Dynamite, baby. So I mean, there's a lot to unfold and unpack there when we hear about it. So I don't want to downplay that at all. I think that's the match of the week, like you said, match of the year, probably in the knocker category in about a couple of months from now. I really yeah, it might be it might be gone by then. But well, well, now, put, right? well, as of this, talk as to of this TJ. Time, I mean, you get. I mean, TV matches are almost impossible to be nominated for that. But as of right now, where we are in this year, it is my favorite. Thing. Like I, I thought it was incredible. But in terms of this week, um, separate from that in WWE, um, if we're not talking NXT because I thought they had some really good matches, but in terms of Raw and SmackDown, I would probably lean KO Theory. That's fair. I could be talked into that. I think that that KO Theory was a lot of fun, and I love that there. You know, again, there's Gaga surrounding that as well. He went. He won in a definitive manner. Went over to you know Sonya and Adam Pierce, who's you know just a bald man who should be wearing a, a t-shirt that says that's official because that's all he says, and he does all that stuff. But I thought to myself, hey, this is more of a, a vindication for for Austin Theory, right? Like he's a he's a big he's a big deal. He's he's going to be a big deal one way or the other. However, KO, I'm starting to really think that people are going to get the rug pulled out under them, and KO is going to have just an amazing couple of months coming forward. I like I I am on that train mentally. I hope I'm not wrong, but there is something in my brain that says Austin Theory's going to have a great WrestleMania season and so is KO. Somehow some way. KO always gets put in like decent matches. He's never in the title matches which people are disappointed in, but like uh, he is always in decent matches and always has one of the best matches of the weekend. He's going to be in a major program no matter what it is. I love that he's involved in this chamber. Hell, I believe they did KO Seth last year. They could run that back again at WrestleMania. I don't think people would be mad. That'd be cool, um, especially for like a feud that like it could involve titles, I guess, depending what happens in the chamber. But I think the most likely scenario is KO inserts himself into that chamber somehow, whether he's in the match or not, and probably costs Seth, whether on purpose or not. So that seems like where we're heading. But no matter what happens, I just... The uncertainty of Raw, it's it's scary in terms of people always wanting to know things, and it's probably scary for WWE. But I think as a fan, it's really exciting because you can't pinpoint what the fuck is going on at the top of the card. So, And I mean, I will say this about Raw. Raw's the last couple weeks has felt more like AEW to me when watching it, whereas, like, obviously it's much longer. But I make that comparison in the fact that, like, they have a lot of good wrestling matches, but none of them kind of factor into anything. They're just, like, putting out good matchups. Like, here, guys, have a good match, which AEW most weeks is, like, even if we did talk about it more, it's like, what are we going to break down? Two guys had a match, one guy won, one guy lost. Like, nothing really came out of it. And that's what I feel like Raw's gone to, which I don't think is a bad model. You have three hours. It's good to have more wrestling, but I think it's it's felt more of, like, that to me. It's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have these this matchup that people want to see and let them just go, which I, I think is, again, a good strategy. But it just it fe- it feels more like that. So, I mean... So I look at people who have kind of criticize some of the things Raw does, who praise other things. I just kind of laugh, like I do in most cases. But I'm, I just—it's interesting because we obviously have AJ and Priest too. AJ beat him clean. Um, he's actually going to get the title shot uh, next week, so that did lead to something. But it just felt like they're just throwing out a lot of these matchups and be like, "Yeah, guys, go wrestle." If AJ Styles doesn't win the Elimination Chamber, I, I have a feeling that AJ Styles versus Austin Theory is going to happen. Like, I still think it's AJ Edge. Okay, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're keeping him off TV. But I feel like it, it, Austin Theory needs to have an amazing match at WrestleMania. There, there is like, and I'm I'm thinking U.S. title Intercontinental title that 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 kind of mid card thing for him. AJ, you're probably right with Edge, but uh, but 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 I can hold out hope that maybe maybe AJ Styles can do something cool. We'll see. I don't know. It, I feel like they've only got so many years left with that guy, so it's like 
they, they, they shouldn't be dancing around. They should be just full tilt on that. Man. I think in, in terms of full, full time, I think I think sooner rather than later, he's going to become one of those part time guys. Which I think I'm fine with. I mean, Orton kind of transitioned to that, but he's been full time lately, so we forget it. But I don't mind that. Or it's like AJ picks like three pockets a year where he's working and takes time off. But I do agree. Like in terms of like big slots and like really like feeding off like the back end of his prime in terms of in the rain, there's only a few more left. I agree with that. All right, there's there's other stuff to talk about here, but I, I'm curious where you would like to go because I feel like you're the more positive of the two. So I have a bunch of stuff that I don't really have negatives with. I'm just more of like whatever, and it didn't it didn't completely bother me. But like, I mean the 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 women's matches on Raw didn't bother me too much. The SmackDown ones I have more of an issue with, but at least at least it felt like Bianca and Nikki Ash were given a chance, and Dewdrop and Liv were able to go out there and like show a little bit of what they can do. Um, just like, but again, these were just matches that are like, oh yeah, they're just exhibition matches. Cause all these women are in the chamber and we expect Bianca to win that chamber. But I, I am curious, like the most interesting part of the women's division on ride, they haven't announced the sixth person yet for the chamber. My assumption is it'll be like a returning Oscar, but I'm curious if you think it might be someone different. I think Bailey definitely has a shot here, but here's the other thing that not a lot of people are talking about. I think Bianca is the, if you're placing down money bet, right? Oh, yeah. But here's the other thing that I think that other people are not thinking about. They just change people willy-nilly no matter what. I'm thinking Sasha gets in there and wins. That Sasha would be Becky. interesting. Because I think that here's would the be thing. interesting. I can talk. You can, you, can, you, can lead, you can lead me down a hallway of, like, all sorts of stuff. But if Becky Lynch and Bianca happen, I'll be fine with it. There's enough story there. I'm okay with it as a fan. I'll, I'll be interested in that. It's the How, top two women on Raw, so right. it makes sense. I'm not a huge fan of Becky right now. I know people think I'm nuts for that, but that's just me. I think she's doing subpar comparatively to everybody else. But again, I'm grading her on a different curve. I think Bianca's doing fantastic. I think Liv's doing fantastic. I think Bliss is doing a great job, but I don't think Bliss is going to be in there right now. Nope. But the thing I'm thinking about is, is Sasha, because I feel like based on what we... I mean, yes, you're a homer of Sasha. We know that. But besides that, let's put that aside. She's she's a not just a a wrestler. She's not just a superstar. I mean, she's like she calls herself the opportunity, or maybe she did. I don't know, or the blueprint, or whatever the hell she's calling herself. But the thing is, is she headlined last year's WrestleMania, right? Like in a huge moment. So for her to get some kind of like, eh, doesn't doesn't set well with me as a fan. No, I agree. I, I think a lot of people, but I, I, I mean, I think it would be hilarious if they ended up having to do a triple threat on SmackDown with her, Rousey and Charlotte. It'd be such a cop out, but it's just like if she forced herself in, but I, what I wouldn't mind seeing is cause if it isn't Sasha or Bailey, I wouldn't mind them having just like a program one-on-one at mania because you know, those two could sell it. It'd be a match big enough for the card and all that. It'd give them both like a nice single spot. They both deserve um, because there is, there's so many spots. There's a, there's two women's titles, and they're usually one-on-one matches. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I was Because I, I was going through, I'm like, man, imagine if they stuck Rousey in this chamber. I don't think she's going to Saudi, though, based on How she uh, feels, yeah. stuff. Yeah. But um, just in terms of running it down, I'm like, it would be – I mean, Becky Lynch wants Wendy Chu in the chamber. I'd be all for that. It was more Wendy Chu, the better. She'd imagine fall asleep. She's, she'd win she's by default. She's a pillow to protect herself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah literally fall asleep in the pod. But I just – I think it's, it's interesting they haven't announced it yet, and I'm curious how long they're going to take. To announce, I hope it isn't just one of those things where they do it on social media, but 
I at least like it's exciting because when you're heading into WrestleMania, like it's fun to have everyone involved and make a lot of people feel like they're contending. Because we were worried about Liv. It's like she got her shot, she failed. Like it's just gonna go on the back burner till they need her around like the middle of the year. But I'm glad that like someone like her and then Rhea and Nikki are still in the forefront. Dewdrop, even though she just lost, is still hanging around. I just like that's what I want in WrestleMania. I want everyone to feel important, so it really feels special. You know, Dewdrop might be a contender for the women's battle royal winner. I think this year. Like, the more I think about it, I think I could, that. I could be talked into that. I think that it, it would make a lot of sense. And honestly, that statue is, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything in the long run, but I think that it's nice yeah. to have, like, a fake pumped-up accolade. Like, when I heard Ziggler talk about stuff last night, I'm like, there's a lot of accolades there. But some of them, I'm like, all right, yeah, pumping your chest out. But that's fine. Yeah, but the Ziggler, I mean, uh, the thing, the biggest gripe with Ziggler in the last couple of years is literally there's, like, nothing for him to do except right. for sit in the mid-card. That's why they don't use him. That's why, like you said earlier, him hopping down NXT is so cool because it's it's new. It's just like with AJ. Like, having him, like, no one would have been like, oh, AJ and Waller. But it's like that was just such a fun matchup because it was unique. And it was just like so refreshing to have someone down there. And that's like that. That's like old school NXT. Like anyone complaining, like literally NXT now is how NXT used to be. They went back to the model that worked that made you all fans to begin with. So yeah. uh, we could go into the heat if you like. I just I don't know where else I, I, I can lead. Yeah, you, I, I, really. I can lead you down this and then we can hop into it. The one thing I wanted to say was that Madcap actually made me laugh with his Scott Free WrestleMania love, main event I line. Love Madcap. That line made me laugh. So I know <laughs> he's worth his weight in gold anyway. But I wanted to put that in before we get to the to the heat because I think it was worthy. Honestly, I think Madcap deserved. Maybe he's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner too. I there's something about like these like fictitious things that don't really matter that should be like given to people that do a good. Enough- I think it's just gonna honestly though, like especially with Shane gone allegedly, uh, it feels like Omos is just gonna be putting that win now because yeah. I still feel like he was supposed to fight Shane. That's what it felt like to me, and so who knows? And he hasn't even been on TV the last couple weeks, so. Maybe it'll be uh, Veer. Who knows? All right, so get him off my TV. <laughs> get him one. off my TV. Get him off my TV. I'm going to get rid- right through these jobber alerts very quickly because these are things we talk about. Three minutes or less or your jobber is free. Ridge, jobber alert. Ricochet, big time. How you doing? Then we move over to Eric versus Jimmy Uso. Jobber alert. How you doing? Then you get into Natty and a jobber alert. Countout victory, by the way, for Aaliyah. They're in a dungeon match next week. Fuck you. It's not in the dungeon. It's not a dungeon match. I don't give a shit what anybody else says. And also the Miz a jobber. How do you feel about that one? Three minutes or less. Uh, they had a six I, minute I think, segment. I think so. it made sense based on what happened the week before. So here's the other thing I wanted to say very quickly. Like, and I said this on Twitter, but it's definitely bears repeating, folks, because it's fucking ridiculous. He said, "Oh, maybe you are Eddie's kid because you're a little taller." And I went like, "Ha ha! It's a good little punchline joke, whatever." But if you look, Eddie Guerrero is the same size as Edge. So I mean, the same size as uh, Eddie Guerrero and Ray. They're the same size, same size almost. So I don't understand that logic. It's like I get it. It's ha ha. Like you. I think the other thing too is like he's a heel nestle. He's no, just getting I heat. know he's a heel. God damn it! I know that. I'm just saying, if you were listening, that if there was a comparison, I'm fairly certain of the same size. Would same you say size. it's a heel heel tendency to stretch the truth? Stretch the truth? No. Uh, just completely ignore to the lie, truth. Sure. Feel? Sure. Yeah. So I'd no. say it was par for the course. I'm just gonna look. You keep talking, and I'm gonna come back to the segment where I'm gonna show you how tall. Eddie Guerrero is right. Well, I will say because you mentioned one of the job alerts. Not only this is this is what is just so perplexing. Why SmackDown has like become Raw, which is scary. They had uh, the Ricochet beat Ridge in the job alert, but then they made a fucking holla 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 tag team match right after it with Sheamus and Ridge taking on Ricochet and Cesaro. It's just like, what are we doing? First of all, this is a waste of time, and you wonder why your dudes get overexposed and we get bored of them because you just do the same shit every week, man. Spice it up a little. Spice it up a little, for God's sakes. I would just like to state for the record, Wikipedia, which obviously is not really atrociously uh, accurate, 
Uh, 5'8 for Eddie Guerrero. 5'6 for Rey Mysterio. Two inches! Two inches! Give me a fucking break, two inches. Like, two inches is going to spawn a six-foot Dominic. Give me a fucking break. His hey, life is two fucking inches, tall. Two inches makes a big difference in some metrics. Well, yes. And it's a, it's a good time versus a great time. I understand that. But besides the fact that two inches is all you need. but Are we talking about the 24-7 champion and Reggie now? Hey, listen. So don't don't this one. Great segue. This one made me so angry because I was such a cheerleader for this entire thing. And then they finally did it. And then it was just like friend zoned into the thing. And, and and then, of course, our boy Rossi and somebody else retweeted, you know, people love adultery. It's a whole category on Pornhub. But I just started laughing because that was funny. But also the fact it was just like concentrate, concentrate on that stuff. Right. Like, just do it. Just do it. Right. And I don't, I don't understand it. I agree with your children. I think it's horrible. It makes yes, me want to scream and yeah, cry they're, too. They're screaming I like to this, these segments are such a they're so bad every week. Right. They're so uncomfortable to watch. It's like hashtag set Reggie free. Get him away from this. God, it's brutal. Yeah. My son is is having a rough time. He's yeah, he, he wants because to... we're talking about Dana and Reggie, so we should move on. <laughs> to Goldberg. So look, when we talk about Goldberg, we usually just like get very upset about it because it's so bad, right? Like we're thinking, oh my God, he's going to, he's going to fuck up WrestleMania. He's going to fuck up SummerSlam. He's going to do all these things. He's going to take a title away from somebody that we want. But JC, I will say this much. It is funny. It, it, cause I think you and I agree on this. It makes sense. We knew it was coming. It makes a lot of sense right here. People love Goldberg and Saudi. It, it's it perfectly the way it fits. So I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I'm glad we're getting it off our plate. I am worried about WrestleMania. If it's Goldberg versus Omos as a shoe in, that'd be interesting. So, I, I mean, the way I look at this is the same way I look at, like, Becky Lita. It's like, do it in Saudi. This is the time to do it. They want the big names, whatever. I don't expect Becky or Roman to lose. And here's the thing. What have we been talking about with Roman this entire run? Notching things in his belt. Goldberg's a pretty big notch to put in that belt, especially if there is a chance that Reigns is going to lose to Lesnar at WrestleMania. It's like, why not finish off with one of the biggest notches at all? So that's what it'll be to me. Plus, they teased this feud like a year and a half ago, and they kind of went away from it. They ended up being like Braun or whatever. Yeah, Braun um, won so, a championship. Why don't you celebrate yeah, that? So, Take that so, victory lap. So they're finishing the story. So I have no problem with that. They're doing it in Saudi. And you know, there's a lot of people who don't care about the people who literally aren't going to watch this event and don't care about it anyways, are the ones complained about it. So shut the fuck up and go away. I don't care about your stupid opinion, you dork. Go frack to your room and go stare at... I don't know, I'm not going to say it. It's disgusting. Like, get over it. Who cares? It's the perfect place to do it. Roman's going to win. No issues there. It's fine. Just move on. Just move on. Like, we're going to move on. Uh, there's a lot going on in this area that I'm just kind of like, oof. Like, you know, it is what it is. I didn't mind Ronda Rousey picking Charlotte. Thought that was a good idea. However, we, we talked about this, I believe, last week. Right, like but then them, the Sonya thing kind of made me go, is, is Sonya the run-in buddy until Mania? Like, is she going to get her ass handed to her every single week? Well, it's weird, because obviously Sonya is so entrenched in this Naomi thing, so they're just kind of, it feels like they're kind of crossing storylines, because this week on SmackDown, uh, Naomi is getting a title shot against Charlotte, but it sure feels like they have something like, I mean, look, we have how much time? We have like two and a half months or two months till WrestleMania. you got to fill it somehow. So it's like by interjecting these other people, it helps Ronda and Charlotte kind of keeps their hands off each other a little bit. So I'm curious to like let it play out. I didn't really have this in the heat or shine this week. It was kind of in the middle because after we talked about it last week, it just made even more sense to me that like they're going to do Ronda Charlotte. They're going to do it now because then Ronda can get a win and they'll save Ronda Becky for next year. So I just don't know exactly like – how much longer i mean i'm excited for ronda and charlotte because i think if they do a one-on-one it'll be good i mean they had one that kind of like got you know misconstrued right before in survivor series but i just there's something about it where i think like the sonya thing really throws me for a loop like i i 
like she's in so here's the other thing too that makes me kind of like i get it and i know it's wrestling like stop thinking you know stop thinking about nestlemania <laughs> but like part of me is just like i miss sonia deville like being a badass mma person and this is like ronda rousey mma person so why can't we get some of that like why can't we have some of that fun and think about it that way like why can't you do it but I get it. She's like the official who forgot how to wrestle, even though she, you don't forget that stuff. It's just, it's hard for me. I know it's fictional. It's fictional. It's fictional. Did you know it's fictional? It's fictional. It's fictional. Well, I will say this. I'll actually, cause I, I don't like, I don't think it's an ex- as extreme as the Gable thing, but I mean, we already knew what Sonya could do, like you said. And I think in this, like as cringe as it has been at times with her as an official, like it's clearly that they've invested so much in her that, I mean, she gets more screen time than almost anyone. So, like, that's a good thing for her. And, like, the wrestling stuff will come. I mean, we've seen her. Her and Naomi had the match, and she's in the Rumble here and there. But it's just, like, it sure feels like Sonya and Naomi is not going to pay off, really, till WrestleMania um, at this point. But it just, it's, it's I'm, I'm okay with it for now. I'm more intrigued by it. But the one thing that's weird to me is they did the big Shayna tease during the Rumble, and now here we are, and Shayna's no part of it. And she was also, like, a lackey for Sonya, so maybe they bring her back into it. But it, it's just kind of like, I'd like to see Shayna and Ronda together a little bit here. Like, at least tease it. Like, because you saw that moment in the Rumble. That was a really fucking cool moment. You could see the emotions on Ronda's face. So Yeah, instead of her being a trained killer that it bores me to death sometimes. <laughs> But it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a popular opinion kind of guy, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm very curious how you feel about there's other thing kind of trickling down here. So we, we kind of talked about it, Becky and Lita. I think this was a great promo, whatever you can say what you want. But this made me feel like I watched Lita and think she can't get around the ring the way she used to. She can't do a match. Which makes sense. Right? Yeah. Like, she can't do a match anymore, which I get. Like, Saudi Arabia... going to have to bring her work and boost so here's, out. So here's the thing that I <laughs> that I got upset about, right? You can sit there and, and talk me into saying that Becky Lynch is a great promo and that she's, she's handling her business and whatever, which, again, that's why she's doing promos. But in the ring, I don't think she's handling her business. I really don't think that she's living up to the expectation of being the top mega star. I don't, because Roman Reigns or anybody else in that category, if you can chew into anybody else, and maybe a Seth Rollins, they go into that ring and their promo is just as good as their match. Their match is just as good as their promo. And I don't believe that Becky Lynch on any planet can say that she is in good as good as she is in the ring. She's better on the promo. She could be a manager someday if she wants to be, but she is not doing the, the work here. And when I watch Lita walk around and do those things, like, granted, the twist of fate this week was better. She didn't make it worse like with Charlotte. But... It's just, Becky sold it a lot better. Right. It's just like, and Becky's going to work her butt off, I'm sure. But I'm still, still not going to be satisfied with this. I think Saudi Arabia is right where it is. It's a clean slate. Let's get it over with. But God damn it, JC. Like, I look at this and I think this to me is either going to prove my point 100% or I'm going to eat crow because I just don't know if Becky Lynch has it in her to drag. And I mean an acceptable match out of Lita. An acceptable. I'm not even saying a good match. Yeah, I mean, less will be more with this. I will say this, because I'm not going to be as harsh on Becky's wrestling as you are, because I did love her match with Liv. I thought that was by far her best match. She's been back. The rest, I do agree, have been subpar. But the biggest thing with Becky to me still that I can't wrap my mind around is the the, the thing that you've hopped on a lot. It's just like pick a lane. 
Because like it feels like right now, Beth, she's back to being full heel now that she's with Lita. But it's like, is she gonna do something else again? Because with Dewdrop, she was like the baby face. So it just it's it's really hard. And I know like your people are gonna be like, oh, no heel for like whatever. But it's just it's it's hard. I think for me, especially with someone who like they present as one of their top people to have so much inconsistency. It's like, it's similar to like, it feels like when Roman Reigns, like was a tough watch. It kind of feels like that in terms of character where it's just like, you don't know what's going on and it's just, it's hard, but yeah, I don't, I don't have high expectations for this match at all because I am, I mean, Lita, look at like it is, it happens. You get old. We all get old. Like your body doesn't respond as differently. And especially with her, like her wrestling style was such much, so much high spots and stuff. That stuff's the hardest stuff to replicate as you get older. So yeah, that is a major concern, but I do think Becky will bring her A game for it and do the best they can, but less is more. We don't need her lead a gassing out and that literally Becky dragging her. So. I just, I don't care how much Guthrie says that how great she is. I just, hey, I Guthrie's just, a fan. That's fine. A lot of people are big fans listen, of Becky. Listen, you know, listen, just, it's not, just stop. Just stop. It, it's okay. Listen, He's a fan. He's a fan of her. I like, I like Becky too. I just, I'm not a fan of her work right now. That's all. I just the, every time she throws that goddamn leg drop, all I can think about is slumber oh, the leg parties. Drop's bad. Like just like the leg drop's I, bad. That the leg drop is that you drop on a friend in the middle of a slumber party. It doesn't effectively work. Like show me somebody that does a great leg drop, like Fandango. Fine, great, wonderful, best leg drop I've ever seen. But this Becky leg drop in the man slam, I I vomit when I see that stuff. Like I I just I cannot deal with it. So moving on, moving on. Anything else, Heidi? No. Wow. All right. Time to get hey, what else was there? I feel like we covered most no, of it. No, we covered most of everything. We've been going a mile a minute here, and of course, you know, get interjected over there. But other than that, we're doing just fine. <laughs> but that's fine. One one day they'll Glorious. make You wanna go first? Or you want me to do it? I'll go first. So for me, I was I was watching NXT last night. And I was thinking about things and like that crowd last night felt like extra hot for an NXT crowd. It was it was really fun. I think it was just because the show was so freaking good, but just like there's one thing, because I'm, 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 I love gauging pops and entrances and stuff. And man, like this guy, like I always knew, I always liked his talent, but I never knew he could be this good of a baby face. I've talked about it at least past, but the freaking, like L, the LA Knight comes out, it just feels like, man, he really, he really does feel like a megastar. I wish he was younger, because if this guy was younger, you really could put the fucking rocket ship on him, and he could be like a main event guy. But I'm worried at his age that he ain't always fine. I think he's fine being an elite mid-card talent. And uh, this guy's obviously ready for a main roster call. He was probably ready for it when they signed him. But it got me thinking because, you know, I'm watching Raw and Miz is doing this incredible fucking heel work with the Mysterios. And it's just not that interesting because the Mysterios thing just like where I feel like we're all watching like, just break up already. So it's like Miz is doing this great work and it's just kind of like feels wasted to me. But I'm watching NXT and I'm watching LA Knight come out and I'm frothing at the mouth because I'm thinking... Miss, uh, there's nothing penciled in that I've seen for Miz at WrestleMania this year. LA Knight's due to get up there. Why the fuck not have these two fucking just be at WrestleMania? LA Knight and the Miz? These two on the mic back and forth? Especially, like, I feel like most of LA Knight's career when he gets called up is going to be as a heel. Right now, he's a babyface. He's probably as over as he'll ever be. So you can give me, like, full heel Miz versus freaking full cocky asshole baby LA Knight. Like, I got chills, man. I got chills thinking about it. Like, and these guys, like the comparisons are always going to be made to between them because of how good they are on the mic. I was like, I want this. I want this. This is going to be my hope this week because I didn't have one. But the extra day gave me time to think about it. So that's what I want at WrestleMania. I want the Miz. I want LA Knight going one-on-one. That's what I want. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Well, then that was pretty impressive. L A night. Every time I hear that, it makes me just laugh. It's just like okay. so good. Bow. 
Uh, but he, he is a megastar. Hopefully he gets to go where he needs to be. My hope this week is very specific. You kind of you kind of talked about it earlier, JC, but I'm getting in the weeds here. I think we need to get to WrestleMania, right? Here's what we're going to do. We have the Elimination Chamber, right? Mm -hmm. And we sit there and we think about, okay, here's what logically is going to happen. And I, I thought about this really hard last night, or sorry, a couple nights ago when I was watching Raw. This made me kind of think about it. So KO's not in the the Elimination Chamber. Everybody else is. And everybody thinks, oh, KO is going to do this, do that. And maybe he will. But here's what I want to see. It's a specific, very specific way to go about it. I think that Seth Rollins is on a tear. Seth Rollins is where Danny Grimwood starts to get a real wrestle boner. Danny, Danny, just enjoy it. Uh, Seth Rollins is doing great character work. Seth Rollins is getting cheered. Seth Rollins can play whatever he wants to do. He can wiggle. He can dance. Everybody seems to love him and maestro it up. He's on his baby, way, baby face way, right? So all I'm thinking about is this. You go and you, you just commit fully to it where it's the elimination chamber happens. Somebody jumps Seth. Seth is out. KO is in to defend the honor of his friend. Wins the WWE championship. And then we're on the way to revealing that KO jumped him because he's a liar. Because he didn't help him. And he didn't do anything for him. And that is how we get on to KO and Seth Rollins getting into the WWE Championship. Maybe you can shoehorn Lashley in there if you want in a triple threat. But I think that's where the money is. If I was booking something, we know Brock, we know AJ, we know Theory are not going to be the people. We know it comes down to those three. Right? Like in my head. You, you're not even going to tell me Mysterio is even in the conversation. It's AJ, sorry, it's Seth, or it's, it's, it's Lashley. And honestly, KO has been doing great work, so that's the way I would book this. And I think, again, you can say it's a whole Batista thing or the, K, you know, the HBK getting thrown in and, oh, my God, Triple H was the one that hurt him. and all. You can do all these things that you can think of. But again, some storylines are recyclable, and I, this one might be. And I think, it, I, think, I think this fake best friend thing with the WWE Championship is better. But if Riddle wins, fine. And Randy does that thing, fine. Whatever, I forgot about Riddle. But I think I'm more excited to see KO in holding that championship either at WrestleMania entering or leaving with it. And I think he deserves it. I think he really deserves it this year. Yeah, and I think they can have a festival, you know, to celebrate their exactly, friendship. Exactly, exactly. No, like, I, I mean, you had me at KO wins the WWE title. It's something that a lot of us want. We're right. all big KO guys. So I'm all for that. I like that. I like that WrestleMania. And I'm all for, you know what? I don't want Bobby Lashley shoehorned in. I'm actually all for a KO versus Seth rematch from last year. And if it was for the WWE title, that'd be even cooler because these two together, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But WrestleMania, don't call it a comeback. I'm going back to NXT. I purposely did not mention this earlier, but it's been one of my favorite developments the last two weeks. Saray came out. She had a, she had a, like, a good like, month or so where she debuted. And we're like, oh, wow, she's really good in the ring. But like her character was just kind of like standard for what they do with a lot of women like her. And it just felt like whatever. But they kind of took her off TV. And they've been doing these weird packages with the necklace. And everyone's like, man, these are corny. These suck. Whatever. Well, this is dumb. This is so stereotypical. Blah, blah. Then last week happened, WrestleMania. And they had, she now has, in my opinion, one of the coolest entrances in wrestling because that transition from her to the back to when she comes out it was the first time I saw it. I was like, that's fuck. You just made this girl fucking special instantly. And like we say, this has been the theme of the show all day. I know she can go in the ring. Give me something more. Now she has a new look. She has a new presentation, the new entrance. And hey, she just beat Dakota Kai in her second match back this week, which I thought that was a fun one too. So, and I got really got me thinking like, man, because I've been looking at the NXT women's roster thinking about who's going to be the one to eventually dethrone Mandy. Cora Jade makes a lot of sense. But you know who I want it to be? I want it to be Saray down the line. 
because I really like her potential. She definitely has a little bit of that Kyrie Sane in her of just like the likability and I mean they're similar size and background and everything. So obviously that's an easy transition to make. But I just like I was already kind of a fan because of what I'd seen in the rain, but this like the transition and her entrance and everything, like I'm all in now. I'm I'm Team Saray, so she's getting my comeback. Wow. I didn't expect that. I did not expect that. Good stuff. Good stuff. My comeback this week goes to Alexa Bliss because I'm watching these back and forth and I'm getting my detective hat on, JC, and I'm thinking to myself, this is going to get good. This is going to get real good because here's the thing. They don't necessarily just throw away television time, right? And the fact that they've shown two, two in a row, two weeks in a row, is definitely making me feel like, I think I read somewhere, and again, I could be wrong because it's the sheets. They're always wrong. I think they said they'd filmed like nine of these things. So I think we're like almost halfway done. But if you look at it very quickly, they're, they're changing her appearance every single time getting a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter. And then, of course, what she's saying is different. So it's like her mind and her body are having this out-of-body experience fighting for something that doesn't exist. It's really interesting to me. And I there are some weeks where I'm like, eh, but this week in particular, especially about the whole thing about how she wasn't talking about Lily as a person or like as a as a as an entity into a doll. She went out of her way to say she threw somebody down the hallway of a, a you know supermarket or whatever, an aisle, to do that. And she, because she looked like Lily. So that made me think to myself, now, are we getting some type of voodoo curse kind of thing where instead of like internally Lily is her, right? She's going to see other people as Lily and she's going to hate Lily. So then we get into the part of like, if I was going to book this, I would think that like, maybe this is the part that, you know, again, just, this is a hope guys. So just, or sorry, a comeback technically, but it's, it's a hope too. <laughs> you just made your comeback also. Well, well, I, I, love it. I mean, I, I, it's double dip. It's my show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, so... <laughs> So here's the thing. So yeah, she gets my comeback because I'm excited. But other other thing too here. Here it is. Here it is. My Boston's coming out when I get angry. Other thing. Other thing. Um, the thing that I'm I'm more interested in is like let's say she takes like a live, like it's a bliss versus live thing, and then she like beats up live and then makes live like you know unconscious and dresses her up like Lily. You know what I mean? And like holds her hostage. You could do shit like that. You can, but I mean, like, you could get. That'd into, be the most I'd probably ever like Lily. Well, exactly. You, you could get into what you, but you could get into things that are like she's yelling at a physical person thinking that they are Lily. You know what I mean? Like that to me is like, that's the next evolution of where you go with this stuff. You have to think about it from a long-term standpoint of, okay, Lily's not her anymore. Lily's not her imaginary friend. Lily is going to be who she sees across the ring and who she's going to be angry with. That's what I hope. That's what I'm, that's why she's getting my comeback. I'm sorry. Technically it's a tub, double hope, but it is my comeback too. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> we'll go to the big old finish one, two, three. We already talked about on SmackDown. We got Charlotte and Naomi for the SmackDown Women's title. We have Aaliyah versus Natalia in a dungeon match. So uh, we hit on those. Not much else going on there. But we had to Raw. We uh, mentioned Styles as a uh, U.S. title shot against Priest. I hope he wins. We have an RK Broga potty. And Brock Lesnar returns to Raw in WrestleMania. I feel like they don't do a good enough job hyping up Raw. You know what I mean? Like, what's a this is like, no, this is like the first time like that that they've announced this much stuff coming off of Raw. But like, but like when they say Broga party, what's an RK Broga party? It's going to be another ridiculous segment where Randy and Riddle come out in robes, cut a ridiculous promo, and then Gable and Otis and come out, and it's going to be another great encounter of great fucking character work. That's what it's going to be. That's, it's he, a device to give us more of what we want, and that's these four men interacting. If somebody doesn't throw a sheet at somebody and like hockey punch him, I'm out. Like I just I need I need, I need some type of way to like Toro Otis. You know what I mean? Like get him. Through, I, that's what I want. That's what I want. It, it is. It is. And I, I could talk about this stuff all day. I could come up with all the terrible ideas. I'm sure that that the writers' room has said no to. But 
yeah. But the other stuff, Brock Lesnar, we know he's there. You know, like, oh my gosh, he's appointment television. He's going to talk about Bobby who, you know, it's, it's, it is, we didn't even talk about Bobby Lashley. You know what I mean? That's just kind of the week it's been, but. He's defending the chamber. Sucks for him. Might lose. Yeah. That'd be a bummer. Kind of, oof, he also but, might win. Who cares? Right. Moving on to something else. I, it's just so, so we're going to head over to AEW now because they, uh, they're supposed to have a big show this week and because they have a big AEW title match, but you wouldn't know it because Tony fucking con man has come out and he's announced that he's breaking the forbidden door with a free agent. First of all, moron, that's an oxymoron. That's not how it works. But uh, Isaiah Cassidy will be facing this said free agent WrestleMania. Um, and since this is all they're talking about, I don't care about the AW title picture either, which sucks because I love Hangman. But what is your expectation for this? And uh, yeah. All right. So, be? so let's let, let's go through this, right? We think that it's Keith Lee, right? We think that that's probably the face. A lot of people think that. Okay. Because I don't. Mia Yim apparently blurted something out by accident. I don't know. I mean, it would make a lot of sense. I'd say he's a heavy favorite. So here's here's the thing that I'm confused with before we go down the line of like the people that'll anger you or maybe make you happy. I don't understand this logic of Dixie Cartering these things where it's just you give this whole thing where it's like, hey, we're going to do this amazing thing. Oh, my God, we're going to do this amazing thing. It's going to be the most revolutional thing. And here's the thing that it's going to you know, this hurts me just as much as it hurt you to say this. I wish they didn't give this the announcement and then give Christian. You know what I mean? Like. Christian's a surprise that's like, oh, that's fucking cool, right? But like, yeah, sadly, the thing- though, with the way social media now, and like, because back in the day, like, this is the difference, and I can tell you why they do it. It sucks because we're old school and we want it the old school way. But they knew back in the day the reason why, like, the only way you could see this shit was to fucking watch it on TV or tape a VCR. Nowadays, with social media, like, People can watch things later. Tony Khan's trying to get you to watch this thing live. So they have to tell you. They can't, They won't tell you what the surprise is. But like WWE has to do it too. They have to tell you that a surprise is coming so you actually watch. Because if not, they could do a surprise. And if you didn't know it, then you're not watching. That's what sucks about it. It definitely sucks. But that's why they do it. So anyway, I just don't I just don't want, you know, in the words of, you know, Big Daddy. Because I, 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 the early Adam Sandler stuff is great. We wasted the good surprise on you. You know, that's exactly how I feel sometimes with these things. So... If it's Keith Lee, yeah, it'll be a cool thing, but I don't necessarily... I, I think, like, here's the thing about it. Like, the fact that you present a surprise to me isn't a surprise. Like, if you sit there and you think about it, like, if, if like I'm, if it's not Keith Lee, my brain's going to go, anything less is not good enough. Like, it's just not. Any, anything less, it, like, Keith Lee is way up here. Or you could say... So you're telling me if Samoa Joe walked out, it wouldn't be big enough? I don't think so. I really don't. I think, here's the thing. You can na- give me all the names you want. I'll give you, I'll give you, like, first word. Is, well, that, I think that's why, that's why to me, like, why, like, I think, I mean, Keith Lee, I think he's one of the few guys that walks in. I think he's a needle mover in that company. I legitimately do. And I yeah, think but, he's the type of star that they need. Um, yeah, but, but if you say, like, if you say Kerry and Cross, I'm sorry. That's not going to move I the mean, we're not that, like, I think, I think it would move the needle for a lot of people. It obviously is not. That's the thing. It's like saying, it's like saying, like, if you're like, oh, I'm expecting Brock Lesnar. But fucking Seth Rollins walked in, so it didn't feel special. It's like it doesn't mean Seth Rollins is, you know what I mean? I'm just no, trying to use him as an example. But it's like if Karrion, if Killer Cross, which I'm assuming he'll go back to that name, walks in, it's going to be a big deal because he could be a potential needle mover type guy for them too. But I think the number one is Keith Lee. I right. agree with that. Um, some people, the Jeff Hardy was where my mind went event, uh, immediately, but I don't think his non competes up, so I don't think it can be him unless they work something out. So who know? But the other one to me is Samoa Joe. I'm not sure with his no compete, but. That, but I'm also thinking it's like because I, I was trying to like look into like the matchup, like it's against Isaiah Cassidy. So, who makes sense as an opponent of why that would be? That's why my mind went to Jeff Hardy because obviously he works for his brother. But it's just it feels like it feels like that's not by mistake. It seems too random. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the other thing, and again, this is this is me being me and trying to to pull a swerve here, bro. Is uh, 
What if it's Bray Wyatt? That was the other name I was thinking because I, I mean, my, you want my honest hope is I want to be Braun yeah, Strowman because I, I want to watch the internet burn and I love Braun. But the other one was to me is like the way Khan's talking about it, like it feels letter. like it, ha- it has to be someone like that of that echelon. And obviously, Wyndham's been away from WWE for a long time now, so it just it's it's we're waiting for him to make his move. And I think a lot of people still assume it's Impact, but I think AEW can probably pay a little more than Impact, so I I'd just, probably go there too. I, here's the thing, like Keith Lee will not be tarnished for me. Like I think like he he has enough like stock where like I believe him as an AEW world if champion. He, if like, he goes there, he's a world champion yeah. someday. Absolutely. And I think and I think the other thing too is like some of these other things, like Jeff Hardy. Yeah, that's a cool spot to be in. Great. Uh, you know, like you could name 45 people to me that I, maybe I'd be excited about. But Samoa Joe, I look at it and I go, WWE did a lot of damage and it's going to take him a lot of time. You know, he also had a very good WWE career if you look back at it. That's why people kind of say he got a raw deal. It's like, look at his accolades and he was there. He had a pretty good career. I don't know. I just, I feel like he's it was also much older now, so it doesn't, but like, you know, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it, it's crazy. Look at how long we're talking about this. Like, Tony Khan knows what he's doing. Sure, if they, yeah. someone just showed up, you wouldn't have this. And right. That's why. That's why today it's so much difference. And that's why I say for them to have a surprise, they have to tell you what's having a surprise. And it sucks because it does, like you say, kind of takes away from the surprise. But at the same time, like that's just how the world works nowadays, man. All right. Final answer. What do you got, Braun? No, because I don't think it's going to be Braun. I'm sticking with Bray Wyatt. I've, I've, I've changed my mind a million times. I'm just going to like the safe answer is Keith Lee. Yeah. I, I like your Bray Wyatt. All right, don't but be I safe. Just, don't be safe, because everybody, we, we, everybody's gonna say Keith Lee. Who gives a shit about that? If, if, if it's I Keith honestly, Lee, I think it's heart. more likely. I think it's more likely to be that it's legitimately someone from like a New Japan, like one of those type of guys. If it's Okada, uh, that's Okada, a big deal. Like Osprey or Nito? someone of, of that caliber. Yeah. yeah. No, so I, I honestly, I'm beginning to think it's more of that ilk, and we're and we're getting too caught up in the former WWE. That's that's where I'll put my money. How about that? That's fair. That's it look. It's a, it's a gamble either way. I just I look at it like here's the thing. The way he, I feel like the way Tony Khan writes his tweets, it makes me want to have like a, a migraine, right? Like I don't understand it. it it's like, listen, I, and I'll be the first to admit it. I have run on sentences. I misspell things. I say the wrong thing because autocorrect beats me. It's the world champion every single time beats me. Undefeated streak. But when I look at some of his tweets, I'm thinking to myself, am I just, can I read this? Is there something wrong with me? Am I having a problem with my brain reading these things? Like, it's hard. It's hard to read these things. And, like, the way he describes the forbidden door, he's like, I made the forbidden door. I can make whatever rules I want. And I'm like, we, we talked what about the this, fuck like, is leading this? up to the Rumble. The forbidden door existed long before that fucking nerd had yeah, a I know. promotion. I know. It's just, my brain hurts, but he's a hate follow. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. No, I mean, no, you have to follow him. And honestly, like, I, I think in terms of general, if as a wrestling fan, he has done so much good. Like he has funded this, like he has, and yeah, I think a lot of decisions he's made have been good. He just really lost me with the fucking the way he handled the big swell stuff. That's where he lost me as the human Tony Khan. But in terms of like wrestling promoter and everything, I do overall think he's done for the most part a great job. He's just annoying though, but that's part of it. Like he's a fucking look at him. He knows he's a little nerd. He's going to a Bulls game, hanging out with Jay Cargill. He was in this awesome like onesie with them. He's with Adam Cole. He's with Britt Baker. He's with all his favorites. He's like a little fanboy. It's hilarious. He's the fucking owner. But it just it's. That's what it is. Whatever. It is what it is. All right. Fine. Wonderful. Hey, man, Archer, nobody cares because they don't care. Inner Circle team meeting WrestleMania because apparently they're going to recognize this faction. I hope this is just them breaking up. If it's not, it's stupid. I mean, like I said earlier, if it's Santana Ortiz not putting Jericho through a table, I'm out. Like, I just want to yeah. see them beat up Jericho at this point. Let's move on. 
Eddie Kingston is probably going to make an appearance. Last thing on AEW, MJF speaks. I look forward to that. But we head over to Rampage WrestleMania because we have your favorite tag team, the Gun Club, going for the tag titles against Jurassic Express. But I know you don't want to talk about that. You want to talk about Hook, who's taking on QT Marshall's hand-picked student. First off, who's it going to be? Have you heard of this guy? And obviously, Hook's going to win, right? Hook don't lose right now, so that's not happening. They're just going to... I, I, I don't know who it's going to be, but the surprise is not going to lead up to anything special. And honestly, Friday Night Hook, I'm in. Like, I just, <laughs> I give me a Friday Night Rampage is literally kicks off with an Adam Cole match. Oh, yeah. It has a Hook match and, and Jade match in the middle. Probably yeah. a Jade match in the sure. middle, too. And then a fucking 12-man tag main event. We, we, we could make Rampage bingo every single week. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, L- it's, lately, it's actually been the tag team titles that have been on the rampage. Here's the thing that drives me nuts: the tag team championships. When you you first started W, sorry, when you first started AW, you said how you're going to have the best W. I keep doing it. You you have the best tag division around, but you subject them to a Friday night where nobody's going to watch you. It just makes me go, what are we doing? Like, if anything, you need to shoehorn in the tag teams now that the Young Bucks aren't even doing anything. Well, that's, 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 so that's my biggest thing. Is like literally since the Young Bucks are gone, they like stopped elevating the tag. Like, no, no, no. The whole point is you have all these great teams. Like you have the Lucha Brothers. You have FTR. You finally are running the ball with Jurassic Express. You have a team like Private Party who's been on the fucking sidelines for a year, which is insane. But it's just like, now is the time to do it with these teams, like you said, because yeah, the Young Bucks took time off, but it just completely ball dropping, completely ball. I just, I, I Rampage is hard for me to watch sometimes, just based on. I watching... fall asleep to it every Friday night when I get home. Like I watch SmackDown, get through that, and then I fall asleep to Rampage because I've obviously worked all night. So, <sighs> so yes, Hook is fun, but I don't care about anything else. Send Hook. Send uh, Hook. next week. We can actually uh, preview this. We'll probably can hit on it next week as well. But NXT Vengeance Day, Breaker and Escobar for the NXT title, the finals of the Dusty Cup. MSK taking on the Creed Bros. Mellow and Grimes for the North American title. Dunn and D'Angelo in a steel cage match, which seems like it's the Ambrose Asylum because there's going to be weapons everywhere. And then the NXT Women's Tag Team titles, Toxic Attraction, taking on Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell. This is a loaded card in WrestleMania. I am so fucking pumped for this card. I actually love all these matches. Even the steel cage match, at least with the weapons, like I get to watch Pete Dunn and Tony D'Angelo beat the shit out of each other. That'll be fun. So across the board, like I am very excited for this card. Uh, I hope that the uh, toxic attraction retains because I think Duke's going to get involved here. I think that's going to be one of those moments where you're like, oh, absolutely, because Duke's Duke's going to be with toxic attraction instead of you know, indie or the or maybe or maybe they get distracted. That 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 leads down a hallway. I can I can see that. Uh, but some of the stuff I'm just like the the cage match. Will Mitch show up with a potted plant? Be up there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. It's exciting. And, you know, again, this is why we have fun. Carmelo versus Cameron, I, I think that's going to be the match to watch. I mean, it, it should that get That one time. or the tag match. That one or the tag match. They're both going to be fucking I, awesome. I cannot fuck it. The Creed brothers. Oh, it, they, they, dude, their matches the crowd... with the Grizzly Young Veterans was fucking incredible. Yeah, it was. And but... I, and I mean, the Grizzly Young Veterans are, like, my favorite tag team. But, like, the Creeds, like, they've they've lived up recently in terms of in the rain as fucking doofus, especially the yeah, Brutus guy, yeah. the big ogre one. But, like, in the rain... Those motherfuckers can go. If Shrek wore a singlet, they'd be the crude brothers. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I watch. Like, Julius and Brutus. Yeah, exactly. I love the names. Yeah, they just like, it, and again, like the crowd cheering them last night made me want to just like scream. But I was hey, like, oh my God, they're, they're baby faces. That shows you how good of heels Grizzled Yenna. But here's, yeah, that's the problem though, because they're baby faces, they win, and now they have to be heels. 
for the finals. It's just it's stuff like that that makes me go like, I get it, but come on, come on. But that's in a tournament. I'm okay with that kind of stuff because the matchups are supposed to be randomized anyways. So, but anyway, yes. I who do you think? You think it's gonna be the Creeds? Or you think it's MSK? I think it's gonna be the Creeds. I'd be surprised wow. if they had MSK two years in a row. I yeah. think I think they put a lot of stock in the MSK rebuild. I'm gonna go with MSK. I think I it think should M- be the. Creeds. I think MSK is ready for a call up because especially with how loaded this tag division is getting again, like. MSK can easily translate at the next level, and you stick them on Raw. They fucking hate out with a Riddle. Like, there's your shit, man. I hope you're right, but I, I, I feel like they went out of their way to make a two-peat a big deal. So I think they're gonna. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're wild. You're wildin', man. You're wildin'. Yeah, I don't expect any title changes. Honestly, no. I, I think, I think the mo- the one that has the best chance, I think, is Parada and Hartwell winning. But I think with how they tease the Hudson thing, that's definitely gonna get messed up for them and Toxic will retain. So, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Anything else we have to talk about? I mean, I'm just, I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped for Dynamite. I'm pumped for everything. I'm pumped for everything except for maybe not SmackDown, which has been the worst show lately, which is weird to say. It's true. It's true. But it is what it is. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. And we'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. Toxic. <laughs>